0: In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, imagine that you have the flu. Some of you don't have to imagine. (laughs) A few of you aren't feeling well. No, but, but imagine this. Imagine you have the flu your whole life. Imagine you were born with the flu. And every day you had the flu. Sore back, raw throat, sneeze. Every birthday cake you blew out with a sneeze. You can't keep food down. You're just terribly achy and sick your whole life. But here's the thing. You wouldn't know any different, would you? you get used to it. This is just how this life is. Misery would be for you the normal. Can you think of that? Now, imagine one day. Imagine one day you wake up and the flu is gone. And you are, for the very first time in your life, perfectly healthy. You can breathe, and you can talk, and you can eat. With joy, you start to realize how sick you had been your whole life. I never knew how bad it was. Dear Saints, I am convinced that something like this will happen to us in the resurrection. When Jesus returns to the earth on the last day and puts our bodies and our souls back together in perfection without sickness, without temptation, without sin, without the devil, without death, without sorrow, we will on that, on that day with delight realize how sick we had been our whole lives. How desperate this life was. In fact, we will realize how sick we are even right now, today. We're daily troubled with the devil. We're daily tempted by our flesh to sin. We are daily given trouble and turmoil. We are daily weaker and slower and more forgetful. We're daily a day closer to our death. But it's always been this way. You were born and conceived and sin with its corruptive and corrosive nastiness rotting away at both your body and your soul. We all have our sinful flesh hanging around our neck, dragging us constantly away from God and towards the grave. We have in this life the devil with all of his demonic hordes and forces, all his wiles bent on our destruction, and we don't even know the difference. This is normal for us. This is how things have always been. So can you imagine it then? To have no sin. Not even the possibility of sin. Not even the desire to sin. No temptation. No trouble. No devil. No death. No sickness. No darkness. No tears. All of these things will be gone. I mean, if that would be a, a glorious day, waking up without the flu, imagine waking up without sin. Jesus describes it like this. Matthew 13, verse 41 to 43. The Son of Man will send His angels, and they will gather out of His kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace and the place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears, let him hear. You know, normally when we consider the transfiguration of our Lord Jesus, we talk about how the divine nature of Jesus is shining through His human flesh. And it's certainly true that this shining flesh of Jesus is a manifestation of His majesty. That's what Peter tells us, 2 Peter 1, our epistle. But look, in the transfiguration of Jesus, we are getting a glimpse. You are getting a glimpse of yourself, of the glory that's waiting for you in the resurrection. We see in the transfiguration of Jesus, not the glory of God, but the glory of man, true man, as, as man was meant to be, as humanity was meant to be, sharing in the glory of God. Remember how it was with Moses when he went into the tabernacle to pray, came out and his face was glowing? And he had to wear a veil to cover the glowing face? Or remember Stephen, the deacon and then pastor, who was brought before the Sanhedrin in the early church because of his testimony of Christ. They looked at his face and you know what they saw? Luke tells us, Acts 6, that they were all gazing at him, who sat in the council and saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Paul writes this to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3.18. We all with unveiled face behold the glory of the Lord, and we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. That word that Paul uses there in the text, transformed, is the same word that we have in the transfiguration. In fact, it's the same word that we say transfiguration from. We all with unveiled face, says St. Paul, behold the glory of the Lord, are being transfigured into the same image. Daniel has this glorious promise for us in his last chapter, Daniel 12, verse 3. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the sky above and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Luke, in his Gospel, in fact, in his, in his account of the Transfiguration, gives us a little more detail, and we have this marvelous verse from Luke 9. Behold, two men were talking with Jesus, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Moses and Elijah give us this picture as well, standing there shining in glory. Dear saints, it is that in the mystery of the transfiguration, we are given to see a glimpse into the mystery of the resurrection. um, Into the mystery of who we are in Christ. We have a glimpse in the transfiguration of the glory that God has graciously given to us, his children. And this is all because Jesus, who is eternally crowned in glory, and in light, and in majesty. This very Son of God has put on your flesh. He's laid aside this glory of God for you, and and taken upon Himself your sin, and your shame, and your sorrow, and your temptation, and your devil, and your tears. He wraps Himself in your trouble in order that He could wrap you in the glowing robes of His righteousness. For if we want to see the glory of Jesus, we don't look to the Mount of Transfiguration, but rather to Mount Calvary. That's what Jesus says. Now, this is John 13. Now the Son of Man is glorified, says Jesus, and He's speaking there of His cross. For His glory and His honor is His death. His death that He dies in your place. The death and grave that He took from you To give you life and salvation. On the cross Jesus is robed in darkness. So that you dear saints might be robed in light. He has borne your sin. So that he might call you to be righteous. He is debased and shamed. So that we. So that you might be highly exalted. Jesus enters into the darkness of sin and death and the grave so that we might forever be in His light and the radiance of His glory. It's when Jesus is dying on the cross that we hear, Behold your God. And because of this, on, this, on the Mount of Transfiguration, we hear, Behold your future. For by the mercy and kindness of God, we will one day wake up in the resurrection where the imputed righteousness of Jesus will finally have its full effect. We will stand before our Jesus free from sin and death and shame. And we will, as the Lord has promised, shine with the brightness of the sun in the kingdom of our Father forever. Dear saints, in the transfiguration of Jesus, you are given a glimpse of your own future, of God's kindness to you, and of the glory that awaits us because of His death and resurrection. May God grant us joy in considering the transfiguration by faith until at last at His coming we ourselves are transfigured. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.